baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. Happy that you are with us here on this uh, second day of uh, February, which means it's it's Groundhog Day. And it's kind of weird because it's all foggy outside, right? Like it if is. we woke up and it's last week again when it was all foggy outside. At least it's in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, I don't know if it hit 70 or not. I know it was close. It was 68 on the uh, temperature gauge of my truck. So it had to be, I don't know if we came close to 70 in some places yesterday or not. Uh, I saw high was 63, and that I was close to a record. I sat outside on my porch. I'll bet. I'm sure Easton enjoyed that. He did. He needed a little fresh air. He's been kind of cooped up this week. Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) I'll bet he has. Poor little guy's not been feeling good. Turned a year old yesterday, having a big old blowout rager tomorrow for his first birthday. How's that? How's the planning going for that? Get the keg? Yeah, the keg. That's right. Let's just say I'm waiting to get the food to see how he's going to, if he's going to make it. Oh, well, we hope he feels better. At least he's on some uh, antibiotics now, right? That's good. All right. uh, In case you, uh, in case you missed it a little earlier, we had a big announcement this morning. And I believe, Carl, it leads the shortlist, doesn't it? The Mark Cox Shortlist. I'm here to announce to you this morning that uh, I'm running for Congress. I'm running for Congress. In the 3rd Congressional District, that is former Missouri State Senator Bob Onder. Dr. Onder announcing today, right here on this show, that he is running for Congress in the 3rd Congressional District. So congratulations to him. We have really tough, tough differences. We really go at one another. But remember, let's remember who the hell we are. are. (laughs) Let's remember who the hell we are when speaking at the National Prayer Breakfast. Always always a good idea to drop a bad word when you're doing that. (laughs) Everyone voted for a black man with unassailable character. They felt otherized and they just threatened and they decided that Trump was their messiah. Yeah, Sunny Hostin there on The View with uh, giving us some of her deep, deep analysis of the Barack Obama years versus Donald Trump supporters. It's not about secession. Nobody's going to do that. That's not what people are talking about. What they are talking about is why isn't the president there keeping Texans safe? Yeah, Nikki Haley there uh, wanting to clarify things a little bit. I, I, I'm still trying to determine why this is a um, controversy. So Nikki Haley was asked apparently recently about Texas having the right to secede. And she said they can, she made some offhanded comment. They can go if they want. Remember, this isn't an issue right now, but, but there were, there was a time a few years back. It might've still been when Barack Obama's president. I don't remember exactly when it was when Texas was so upset with the way Obama was handling things, they were there was talk of Texas seceding from the union. I jokingly said at the time, if they do, I'm I'm moving there first, right? They got they got water, they got uh, 
military bases. They got oil. They got everything you need, right? You don't have to be woke. You can just live in Texas. Great state. Um, Great red state, in fact. But none of that was ever really serious talk. And for some reason, somebody wanted to know what Nikki Haley thought about Texas possibly seceding from the union. And she said something like the along the fact that uh, they're not going to do that. But if they want to go, let them go or so, something like that. And then there had to be a follow up on it yesterday because it's so important to determine everything Nikki Haley thinks right now. Go go to cut 11, please. He was talking about something from years ago. They're not going to do it. That's not even the issue. What should be the issue with Texas is, look, they are dealing with a terrible illegal immigration crisis. The federal government, Joe Biden, is not being there for them. We should let them do whatever they need to to keep Texans safe and to keep Texas protected. That's the goal. That's what we want to do. It's not about secession. Nobody's going to do that. That's not what people are talking about. What they are talking about is why isn't the president there keeping Texans safe? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I guess um, I guess that I guess that's the point. I, I, I don't know. First of all, it's it's not an issue. Um, second of all, it's happened before. A bunch of states tried to secede. We went to war to stop them. That was called the Civil War. Now, did we go to war to stop the states from seceding? Did we go to war to stop slavery in the states that were seceding? Well, Nikki also got in trouble for answering that question. So I don't know if that's the context in which it came up or not. Uh, I don't think it's an issue. I don't know anybody who's seriously thinking about doing that. I do worry... I'll have to tell you about the divide in this country. And and I don't know how you feel about it, Kim, but if 50% of the people agree with Donald Trump and or Republican points of view and 50% of the people or more feel agree with the way Joe Biden is running things in the progs on the left, how does that get reconciled at some point? I mean, if one side takes full control, House, Senate, presidency and can push whatever they want as we we know the the democrats will do the republicans have never proven that they'll do that but the the democrats have the, the democrats have forced obamacare and other things down our throat on a straight party line vote and uh to to quote the admiral damn the torpedoes right they've done that before do, do you see a point in this country down the road, I mean, if it scares you to say it, but you, there's no way you can avoid the point. When do you get to a point where if if it's all one-party control, if the Democrats manage to allow enough illegals into this country, somehow turn them into citizens through some mass amnesty bill that they pass when they have control of all three branches of government, and then the other side feels like it is a permanent minority and its voice will never be heard, and it can't live under that kind of authoritarian government rule that the Democrats want. At what point is that discussion? Does that discussion come up again? Yeah. I mean, I certainly have concerns of a potential civil war because families are turning against each other. Friends are turning against each other. It's just it's so heated right now. The debate over it feels like everything. Well, I hate to think that it would that it would go that far. Although if you were having this conversation today with, I don't know, Thomas Jefferson or someone like that, uh, who lived through it, they might argue that the, the stakes were different then. Uh, they might argue for, uh, you know, a little somebody 
compromising on on something. I, I don't know what his reaction would be to it. I've read some books on how the founders would view what we're going through today, and the conclusion you reach is they probably would have rebelled before this when they saw the abuse of federal power and some of the other things that have gone on that they tried desperately to prevent. I'm sure they would be disgusted with the way that things have gone in our country. I, I think they would. Yeah. I, I do. Um, I, and 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 yet here we are. So now Nikki Haley is having to uh, discuss whether or not uh, Texas should be able to secede from the union. Uh, I I don't know the answer to that. I do think down the road there will be some hard discussions if the if the country continues to be uh, as divided as it is, and the way it's going, I don't know what stops that. The education system. Uh, the progressive left leaders in our in our colleges, our levels, our our higher institutions, are all pushing this divisiveness, this wokeness that I think the majority of Americans are just not going to put up with at some point. We will uh, we'll see where that goes. I I don't know. Uh, n- not today, not tomorrow, not next year, but down the road, I, I see I see potential trouble there for sure. Coming up, what's going on at the border? That we just brought that up, right? It's an open border. How long can that stand? How long can this administration act like everything's normal? Because that's what they're doing. We'll talk to Cheryl Shumley from the Washington Times coming up in just a minute. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Those migrants who are here because they want to be part of the American dream, thats we say yes to that. But those who are breaking our laws, uh, we need to reexamine uh, the laws that don't allow us uh, to deport them um, because they're doing violent acts. We cannot create an atmosphere where you're going to bring violence in our city. But the overwhelming number of migrants and asylum seekers are waiting to have work authorization or their determination, and we need to be clear on that. Yeah, how clear do we need to be, Mayor Adams? I mean, that's the thing. Suddenly you you want a sanctuary city, but wait a minute, not for everybody, but that's what a sanctuary city is. A sanctuary city says you can break the law and come here and it's okay. So if you're telling them that in advance, that's encouraging them to think they can still break the law and get away with it, which is what happened in New York this week. Have you seen the video of the guy that they released flipping off the camera as he walks past it? It's outrageous. Well, now suddenly Mayor Adams and the governor up there think you ought to be able to deport. We have no idea who's coming across the border. They don't do a criminal background check on them. What are we doing here? And and Joe Biden is to blame. There's only one person to blame. We got Cheryl Chumley on with us this morning with the Washington Times. She's an online opinion editor and host of the Bold and Blunt podcast there for the Washington Times. Cheryl, welcome in. 
Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us this morning. So so I saw your your article that, you know, Joe Biden uh, has a moral duty to protect Americans and he has fallen down on the job for three straight years now. He absolutely has. And look, this goes beyond just a uh, Republican versus Democrat issue. The 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 reluctance, the refusal of this administration to shut down borders and protect law-abiding American citizens from the illegals and the thugs that are pouring across our borders is a show of moral depravity, right? It's a failing of a moral compass, and it just, it just shows how little concern the Democrats as a party have for American citizens. They would rather, as we just saw what you opened with about the police officers being beaten by thugs who were then released, right? They were just released. It shows such little regard the Democrats have for citizens of the United States. Well, it also belies the the story that you'll be badgered with by people who are, are pro-open borders, that these are just poor people looking for a better life. They're coming to the shining city on the hill that we've been talking about for 40 years, and we need to let them in and give them a chance at a good life. You would think, I mean, if, I, if I'm going to somebody else's house because I'm in need of something, I'm at least going to be respectful. That's not what we saw in New York this week, and I think people are starting to see the truth of, the, of this failed policy and who we're letting in. Yeah, but it still won't change, right? And I know you haven't had a chance to see this because I just posted it 15 minutes ago at the Washington Times website. But I I posted a piece titled Democrats Deserve Zero Police Protection, speaking specifically to what took place over the weekend with these police officers being beaten by the thugs that Democrat policies let in. And then you hear the mayor make wishy-washy statements like, we need to have a conversation. Well, no, we don't really need to have a conversation. We need to have some actual enforcement of existing laws. And we need to boot Democrats from their positions of power and influence over law-abiding American citizens, because unless they're confronted with the folly of their policy ways themselves, unless they themselves are actually beaten in the streets, they're not going to change tactics. Cheryl, this is Kim. It's hard for me to feel bad for these people like Eric Adams when they are a you know, they've declared themselves a sanctuary city and now they're complaining. And and finally, they're starting to see that this is a problem and they're stopping police officers right from even being able to ask somebody's status if, if they're stopping them for whatever reason, if they are a sanctuary city. Right. Exactly. But look, they're complaining because they're getting backlash from their own city citizens right now. They're not complaining because they actually think the policies need to be changed. They won't think that until they actually feel the heat from their policies. It's too easy for these Democrats to go out, take the podium and speak to the media out of both sides of their mouths and say, we need to have conversations. But at the same time, they go back behind their guarded you know, gates behind their well-secured offices, and they travel in their armored cars with police protection, and they never have to face the criminal brutality, the realities of allowing these illegals across the border and into into places unknown. Well, uh, Cheryl Chumley, I appreciate uh, you giving us some time today. People can go to uh, WashingtonTimes.com. I did did just pull your article up there. Democrats deserve zero police protection. (laughs) I loved it the other day. Somebody in one of the suburbs of Chicago, one of the councilmen up there, 
Yeah, it was at Oak Park. Is that was that what it was? Something like that. One of the wealthier neighborhoods, <laughs> Naperville, maybe. Yeah, he said, "Hey, you know, uh, I want to see. I'm going to put up a list up here. You can sign up if you want to open your home and take some of these immigrants in." And of I course, <laughs> of course, they're all going to say no. Uh, so your your point is right on on that, and I appreciate having you on. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You Bye bet, now. Cheryl Chumley, there with the Washington Times this morning, and it, it, yeah, it's true. I'm sorry, uh, Megan Green, all of you folks in the city that want to bring more illegals in, open up your houses first before we start trying to figure out what schools we can cram them into like they're doing in New York. Ryan Wiggins coming up next. To allow China to rape our country, and that's what they're doing. It's the greatest theft in the history of the world. What China has done, and I like China. Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins. Yeah, I picked that bite just because I miss hearing him say China. <laughs> Ch- China. What are you doing in China? So, is that a, is that an older bit or bite? It, it is an okay. older bite. Yeah, it might even have been from the last election. I, it's cycle. just funny. I know that that's like the lead into what I'm <laughs> talking about here. But just to comment on the way he does things, it's so funny where he goes, "They are raping us." I like China, <laughs> but but here's they're they're awful. We're gonna destroy them. But I like those guys. They're I get right. along with them all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen this. It, this has really been underreported. I'm having trouble finding news sources on it. Although there are some, they're mostly business news. China is in the midst of what could be a complete economic collapse, and nobody is talking about it. And I have seen a little bit on it. If you Google it right now. Here's how you know. Okay. The top story, if you Google something like Chinese economic collapse or something to that nature, <clears throat> is from the International Monetary Fund. Wow. So that's not a, a website yeah. anybody is seeking out. No. So Google has placed that at the very top so that the first headline you see is China stumbles but is unlikely to fall because they want you to know, hey, everything's going to be okay. Everything's all right. But they are in the midst of this. If you, if you really look at some other uh, headlines, Business Insider says China's economy is facing a nightmarish year. Uh, China's economy is about to implode from the telegraph. It is happening. And, yeah, go ahead. Why? It's, it's a communist country. The government decides all production levels. They Everybody get, makes the same amount of money. I just don't I, – I, I understand why they failed in Argentina. I mean, they, they started taking away private companies, and, I mean, it, it was a disaster from the top down. What would cause their economy to collapse? So I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Because I – because I'm reading various reports, but there really isn't a lot on it because China, as you know, is not going to let you know much. No. The only reason that people know this is happening at all is because they still allow foreign investors – and foreign investors are going, uh-oh, and they are pulling out right now. I asked a buddy of mine who has done a lot of business in China. Now, he doesn't visit there as much as he used to before COVID because it's a little bit more closed. And honestly, people in the United States are a little more wary of sending their business partners into China these days. But before COVID, he was in Shanghai a couple times a year. And apparently, as I've learned, that is where if you are a foreign businessman, you go to Shanghai. You don't really go anywhere else. That's where they kind of keep you. So if you fly into China to do business, you do it in Shanghai. So I asked him, I said, what is really going on here? And he gave me this. He said, okay, it's it's complicated, of course. But he said, China is definitely on the brink of total economic collapse 
because they don't have a free market, there are very few ways for someone to build wealth. Of course. One way that was still available to citizens was real estate. So lots of people who had money started putting, this is probably 20 years ago, started putting it into condos and real estate. Well, as you've seen, there are just empty everything everywhere because everybody was seeing that as a way to store some money. So they have all these places that aren't lived in, but people have used them as their life savings. And now they're coming of age and they're entering, as he puts it, he says they're entering the throat, the bottleneck of their one child policy. So they have an aging population that wants to get all their money out so they can use it and live their retirement, but they can't sell any of these condos because so many people own them and nobody's buying them because the age from, I think, 25 to 45, which was during the one child policy, is so much smaller than the older and the younger generations that they don't have anybody to sell these things to. So the government, now here's where it gets real interesting. The government has frozen their market i.e. Chinese investors are not allowed to sell Chinese stock to try to stem the bleeding, but this is where foreign investors are pulling out, driving the value down of everything even more. It is a death spiral that's happening as we speak. And I'm telling you, this is a big, big deal that could be a 2024 issue that nobody is talking about yet. Because as you know, how does China respond to this? How do dictators respond Well, they're going to do one of two things. They're either going to go completely insular and be like, we're shutting everything out. We're shutting everybody down. We're, you know, American companies are going to have a tough time doing business because they're trying to stem the bleeding or they're going to lash out. One of the two, and we don't know which one it is, but people in power want to maintain power. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is not, I mean, I knew there were some, some economic struggles over there. Here's the other problem. We owe them a lot of money. We're deep in debt to the yes. Chinese. When do they call in those uh, those loans? I mean, what if they call in those loans? What what? How, how do we go to an all EV society with, with all of the with the fact that all of the minerals and everything you need to build those things come from China? Yeah, that's that's a great point because uh, one of two things could happen there too. Either they start calling in loans, and then we're affected by it. Although I don't know that they would call in everything at once because they would know, well, we're not going to get it back if we do that. But the other option is that if they go completely, you know, protective mode, then the dollar is actually going to benefit from that. It might. Because it looks like more of a safe haven. So this is a big, big deal economically for the year that we just don't know what it's going to mean. It might be a little bit of a saving grace because it wasn't that long ago when Emmanuel Macron from France met with the Chinese leader and they talked about making the Chinese currency the world currency. I mean, think of yeah. what a disaster that would have been. Yeah, that is that is one good thing. Now, there's been some weird things that because of the horrible inflation, American companies have realized that shipping things from China is so darn expensive that we have moved away from China a little Boy, bit. I hope so. So the timing is, I guess, good. Like people making decisions for the wrong reasons have caused some okay outcomes, even though they were making them for the wrong reasons. I just wonder if it's going to mean here in the United States more of them trying to buy up our land because there's already pushback on trying to get them out of here, right? Well, they're yeah, well, going to be looking for safer investments. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. And they'll probably come to the U.S. for that. 
Yeah. Wow. It, it's wild, and it is happening right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about there. there's even political action in China with some of these big investment firms. Uh, here's here's one from CNBC. Evergrande shares halted after Hong Kong court orders liquidation mm-hmm. um, because these big real estate companies are insolvent. Anxious to uh, ask Charles Payne about this, and maybe next week before we get him back on, but I'm definitely going to bring this up when I talk to him. Well, and think about this illegal migrant situation. I mean, you think of people coming from like Chile or wherever else, but when they put up the statistics, a lot of them are coming from China. I mean, in fact, that was the highest number of people, I believe, were coming from China. Maybe some of them are looking at the situation like, I'm getting the heck out of there. Look, if, you, if you're poor in China, you're looking at the quote-unquote rich in China, mm-hmm. and they're panicking. You're going, yeah, yeah. uh, uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, there is one bigger point to be made here, and that's that when you have dictators who get a little bit of power, because you saw China kind of balance on the head of the pin there for about 15 to 20 years where they were doing a, a form of capitalism yes. under authoritarianism yes. that was kind of working, but it can never sustain because leaders always want more power. They're never going to stop there. Yeah. They're never going to be like, okay, this is the right balance that we power have. For yeah. Now. I think I'm, I'm gonna, happy. I think we're going to stop right here. They can't. Yeah. Human nature cannot allow that. Mm-hmm. So they just continue to seek more power. And this is the end result of that every time. And if yep. they lash out and take Taiwan, then potentially we're facing a war with China. Potentially. Wow. Uh, food for thought there, Ryan Wiggins. Thank hey, it's you. a Friday, right? Yeah. Let's have some fun. Yeah, we'll dig a little more into that in uh, in Wiggins America, Saturdays 6 to 8 and uh, Sundays from 5 to 7. All right, good. Now, on a little bit lighter note, we'll get Anna Bowman in here in a few good. minutes. We need to lighten <laughs> we'll, it up a little we'll, bit. We'll get Anna in here in a few minutes to talk about what's on the web. Stay tuned. What's on the web? web. Brought to you by Anna. Anna Bowman is in the studio with us this morning, and uh, uh, we were just talking about that music there. Anna, did you recognize that? Um, I was not listening. Oh, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Carl wow. Middleman. I'm going to be honest. Carl Middleman can cue that back up there for you because we haven't <laughs> we haven't heard enough of it this morning, Carl. Babe, I got you. You get it? I don't think I know that song. Okay. They didn't She's do it on baby. Glee? I don't think they did it on Glee. She's a baby. That's how she knows songs, Mark. It is. If hey, but at least I know Glee. them. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Just to, just to, let me cue this up, Carl, if I, right. if I can play this over here. Hang on. They say we're young and we don't know. It's, uh, it's from the movie Groundhog Day. Uh, with Bill Murray all those years ago because he was caught in a time loop and every morning when he would wake up, that song would be playing. Okay. So I've seen that movie, but not in forever. In every break today. You know how many people <laughs> and we didn't either tell pissed anybody. off or confused today? <laughs> Everyone on the Facebook oh, feed sure. is like, why are you playing this song over and, and over? And yet they gave it away at the end. Oh, Carl, of was... course we did. Why? You weren't going to not say something. Everybody, we played it the whole four hours. I mean, come on. <laughs> why give it away? If you know, you know, Mark. Carl wanted to leave you guessing the yeah, entire if day. If you know, you know. But you got enough people like Anna and Kim down at the end of the uh, the desk here who you didn't were know either no i know the song but i had no clue that it was related the to groundhog movie day. connection to groundhog i don't think so i've think ever it's seen time that. you're insulting our audience's intelligence i'm like Mark. i'm like I know, I know that movie i've never seen it but it's got the, you know the actor with the white hair and they're like mm-hmm. bill murray like white hair <laughs> he I don't white know. Hair in that he's movie. got white yeah. hair now he didn't right, that's how i know 31 years ago you know what that song was even predates me but i knew what it was 
Yesterday, though, on, on Annie's show, Annie Anna came in, and we talked about a song that I was like, I can't believe you don't know this song. It's the Rockefeller Skank by Fatboy Slim. Yeah. Right? Everybody knows it was in that commercials song. commercials a lot. And do you know that song, Kim? I'd have to hear. See, I'm See, terrible. Right about I'm, now, okay, the funk soul brother. Okay, funk brother. I don't know. Anna I'm did terrible not lyrics. know that song. This really? is just Come not on. my week, I guess. <laughs> See, but I, but I knew the I Got You Babe song, but I yeah, I don't know the references to it. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Hmm. I Sorry, like Anna, we, we preempted oh, it is you there okay. again. What's going on? So all these stories are on 971talk.com. The first one, DoorDash is making history with its 30-second ad for this year's Super Bowl. According to the promo, one fan will get the chance to win every single thing in the commercial. That includes a 30-pound tub of mayonnaise to a 2024 BMW to a $50,000 check to use towards a home. Um, so you have to watch the Super Bowl and... And quote, crack the code to DoorDash's Super Bowl commercial and enter it on the site. There's a code in I guess, the commercial. I and guess you have to so. figure yeah. out what it is. Interesting. I think that sounds so fun. I didn't you want know the, you want the mayonnaise? Yeah, I want the mayonnaise really bad. Yeah, I saw that promotion, <laughs> but I didn't know it included the BMWs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was oh, a bunch of chips and hot dogs no, and beer. No, everything and stuff. in it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to pay. I, I'll, I'll watch the game. I, I guess we'll have to try to pay attention to the commercials. Yeah, but how many people actually truly sit down, don't talk, and watch the game? Well, you could record it and go back and check, I guess. But time is going to be of the essence because yeah. if it's crackable, somebody will do it pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, so that'll be fun for all the people who don't really enjoy the game like yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I just watch the commercials. I really do. I, I honestly do, too. That and the halftime show. I but, mean, I'm not disinterested in the game, but when the commercials come on, that's when I'm like, oh, hang on, I want to watch this. Yeah. yeah. But now they release them. I haven't seen any for this year, but I've they always release them early. Yeah. It's kind of lame. Mm-hmm. And all this, all the Gronkowski stuff, man, they're really promoting that. Yeah, the kick. The kick, too. Mm-hmm. The kick, too. Mm-hmm. What? Gronk wasn't a kicker. Why are they doing that? Okay, so it, Mark, it's, it worked. It worked. So that's the thing. It's a betting I'm fan duel. It's one of those. Okay, so if he makes the kick, you win. But this year, you can bet on whether he'll make the kick or miss the kick. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, and I guess and it's, it's happening. Twenty. What, Is it happening live? They're going to yes. do the commercial live. And so that's John Cena. Oh my gosh! This year. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of hard to do. Yeah. John Cena's going to try to make him miss. I think. <laughs> Um, our next story, there's a politician in Illinois that introduced a bill to let people drive 25 miles per hour over the speed limit. So basically, you couldn't get pulled over unless you're going 26 miles over the speed limit. And then it would also let people drive with expired plates, defective mirrors, and no seatbelts. We talked about that yesterday. I didn't know about the speeding part of it, though. Yeah, because that's what qual- qualifies in Illinois, I guess, as a misdemeanor or a felony. It has to escalate to that point before they can pull you over. So they're just going to bump it up high enough that the you could be doing, what, 75 in a in a 50 and they're still not going to pull you over? I guess that's not. nuts. I know, How do you feel about crazy. that, Ryan? That's, that's an lawlessness, resident. you Illinois resident. I, I mean, I don't, I don't there? love being pulled over if I'm speeding, but I also am like, <laughs> why are we just making everything like? Let's Penalty just free. do the purge at this <laughs> point. Like, just no laws. Everybody just for themselves. It, you can kill people one time a day, one time a year. You know that'll be Here's the next your, uh, one. Bag of crack for the road. Everyone just make sure <laughs> yeah, you're smoking you. it while you drive. Thank you very Might much. Might as well. Like, what's the point of having a speed limit if if it's like, well, you can go this high above it, then the speed limit is the high end. (laughs) Thank you. You just raised all the speed limits. It would be like uh, driving across North Dakota or something. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you, Anna. Appreciate it. Ryan, appreciate that.
All right. Have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy that. Kilmeade will be up in here next, and uh, we will uh, see you on Monday morning at 5 a.m. Get more at 971talk.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.